Welcome to Recovered1440.com Cabin Fever Episode 7. Where has the time gone? My name is Bobby and I'm an addict. Um, this podcast is for people who might have started taking drugs recreationally and now have an issue and don't know how to stop. For those people there is a solution. Me and my friends have found that solution. We belong to a 12-step fellowship. The wishes to remain anonymous at the level of press, media, they're not allied with any sect, denomination, any of that bullshit. But needless to say, if you are struggling, you can listen to the stories here on the podcast, do a little Google search, and I'm sure you'll find meetings in your vicinity full of people that want to love you and show you a new way of life. Um, as I said, I've got a ton of friends who have adopted a way of life that works for us. And one of those is my friend Kay. Hello, Kay. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, you're here to share your experience, so with that, just like the meetings, I'll hand the podcast over to you. Lovely, I really appreciate that. Hi, my name's Kay. I'm a very grateful addict. Amen. Um, when I first came in and someone told me I'm a very grateful, recovered addict, I was confused, because I was like, recovered? Mm. And it sort of got my back up a little bit, yeah. but... I think when you go through the program, you actually see that you are recovering from that state of mind, know, you know, um, the the illness that we suffer with, you know, mm. it's um, actually dealing with the root of the problem. Um. <laughs> what it was like, what your life's like today, what you did. Uh, Growing up, you know, I was recently uh, thinking today, um, growing up, I think my first sort of addiction was sport, mainly football, you know, um, from a young age, from like four, I was just addicted with it, you know, I couldn't put the ball down, I just always wanted to be doing football. Um, it was only until later on in my life when I actually stopped playing I substituted that with something else. Mm. Um, I had a bit of trauma in my life uh, involving like my mum and dad splitting up, you know. I think that was sort of a green light for me to go and experience stuff that I hadn't before, you know. Whereas football was always my life. My mum and dad broke up. Um, I think it was sort of an outlet really. I didn't really know what to do, you know. I fell out of love with football. Um, start hanging around with different people. Mm. Um, yeah, and I suppose like anyone, you you start experiencing like drink mm. and going out. Um, that rapidly progressed, <laughs> <laughs> as one does. Um, yeah, went through probably a few years of drinking, but it was abnormal drinking, I'd say. Um, it wasn't just ab a few and that was it, you know. I didn't want to stop. You know, I, I always found it hard and 
bit perplexed why people wanted to go home. Mm. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's um, it it was like talking French to me. You know, I never wanted to stop. You know, because as soon as I put that first one in me, mm. I was off and running. Yeah. You know, I wanted more and more and more, and it made me feel. Well, no, do you know what? All the worries and the fears that was in my head, mm. gone yeah, instantly. You know, them endorphins and that. You know, mm. for them hours that I was drinking, was not thinking about all the problems in my life. You know, um, and as I say, that 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 went on for a long time. Um, and I think what what's the term a uh, ABC mm. alcohol becomes coke mm. you know uh, the drink weren't doing it no more you know um, yeah we just started experiencing like different things really you know pills ketamine cocaine um, alcohol was I'd say was my gateway mm. uh, but cocaine is truly what brought me to my knees you know um robbed everything from me, robbed my soul. Mm. Uh, it's mad because it's glamorised as such a uh, best thing to have or, you know, it's like, it's, it's, re it's really not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It doesn't do anything for you, you know. Would you pay money to make yourself feel suicidal mm. is the true mm. fact of it, really. And that's where it brought me at the end. Um, lie, cheat, still, you mm. know. Lying to everyone around me. I was stealing money out of my bank account to pay for things. Um, yeah, just, just, well, I was still, on the outside, everything looked fine. Mm. But inside, I was absolutely dying, you know. And it was just me versus me in my head. Yeah. And I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't talk to no one. Because no one was like me. Mm. Because in the end, it was just me on my own. Mm. You know? Um, because that's where it felt safe. You know? Like that, that was my safe place. So mm. I'd take what I needed and that was my safe place. Um, I didn't want to be around people, didn't want to talk to people, you know, like talking on the phone and that off. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, so it literally had me where it wanted me, you know, on my own. Then thoughts in my head. Um, and the thing is, I think with... When I was younger, the consequences, there weren't really any consequences, do you know what I mean? I used to just go out, do what I want, mm. you know. Uh, when you've got jobs, family, you know, you've got responsibilities, mm. you know, you need to be accountable. And like I say, from, from the outside looking in, I looked all right, but I weren't, I was fucked. Mm. Absolutely fucked. Mm. Um, and yeah, literally it destroyed my life, you know. Um, absolutely destroyed my life. I thought there's, there, there wasn't a way out, you know. Um, some uh, I got in touch with someone I had and started having a bit of counselling. Um, 
and they actually put me in touch with someone who's done a 12-step program. Uh, I was a bit apprehensive at first because I thought, well, I can't, I can't see. I've tried everything, mm. you know. I've tried not hanging around with them people. I've tried changing what I'm doing. Mm. I've tried anything that I could do differently, where I did it, locations, mm. you know, um, and nothing else worked. So in my head, there ain't nothing that works. Mm. Uh, after going counselling a few times, just talking about my issues and that, I thought to myself one day, what's the worst that can happen? So I entertained it. I spoke to the gentleman, had a good call, um, just explained what was happening in my life. Mm. And for the first time, just, just someone listened and he said it's going to be alright. Mm. Don't worry. Mm. Trust me. There is a way out. Uh, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, mate, what are you fucking, you know? But there is. Mm. Literally, there is. And it's amazing. And it's by far the best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> best thing. You know? And it was actually the first time I could actually be honest with myself. Mm. Honest. Yeah, man. You know? I didn't know who the fuck I was. No. Like, running around fucking like Rambo or something. <laughs> like, oh, man. Deluded. Absolutely deluded. You know? I feel like my, my life... It's hard to say... It started when I come in recovery, mm. but that's when I started to know who I was, mm. what type of person I was, you know? Mm. And the things that I'm doing wrong, you know? Mm. Because... When, <clears throat> when you, when you start getting into, sorry, I'm jumping a bit here, but <laughs> yeah, no, when um, when you when you start getting into the program, you start taking all these layers off of yourself. You know, it's sort of like for years I've had like this suit of armor on me, mm -hmm. you know, and I can't let people know how I feel, you know, because that's weak, yeah. and. Also, as well, is because I don't want people to find out what I'm doing because mm. I don't want to stop. Mm. And more importantly, I can't stop. Mm. And when I stop, I can't stay stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally, it's, uh, it's a progressive illness. And it, it grabs you very, very quickly. Mm. But going back, um, I went to my first meeting, um, a 12-step meeting. And I walked in. And uh, I, did, I really didn't know what to expect, obviously. I was really nervous, yeah. thinking like a couple of times, oh, I'm just going to go, just going to go in the car park. But uh, I've got the courage and I, I got in there and um, was greeted with a load of friendly people. Mm. Asking me how I am, hi, <laughs> hugging me, you know? It's mm. like, what is this place? <laughs> I'm at the right place. Yeah. Like, um, and uh, I, I was introduced to a few people and I was offered uh, a coffee and I sat down mm. and said, you, you haven't got to say anything, all, all you've got to do is listen. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, that's, that's a bit of me. Mm. Um, yeah, and sat down and listened and the similarities, mm. wow. Could relate to pretty much everyone in the room who'd spoken. Mm. And there was me sitting there thinking, 
thinking, I'm the only person with this problem, yeah, with these faults. <clears throat> yeah. And I was so wrong, so wrong. Mm. And as I look around, there's, there's people like that look healthy, mm. you know? In, in the height of it, I, looking back at photos, I was a skeleton. Mm. So bad, and I didn't even re- you don't realize because no, it hits you so fast. Mm. But as I say, these people are laughing and joking, and you know, and they're they're they're, they're sharing their their stories and they're being honest, and they're like there's no sort of fear, you know, and it's it's lovely to see, you know, it's warming, mm. you know, I, I, I felt safe, yeah. you know, and I, I did end up opening my mouth. And wow, <laughs> you know, our biggest tool, mm. and not many of us use it. Mm. Fucking our mouth. Mm. Just talk, literally. <laughs> and I literally just, I can't even remember what I said, but I just let it all out. Mm. All out. Yeah. And after I was just like, like a weight had been lifted, mm. you know? It's just incredible, mm. incredible. And this was just one meeting that I've yeah. been to and I hadn't even started steps no. anything yeah. uh, after I come out that I was buzzing find out um, someone gave me a big book mm. um, some leaflets and just told me about a website where I could find different meetings um, and I was advised do 1990 like mm. good chance like so I thought, you know what, well, I like a child, I like a uh, challenge, mm. so I have a bit of that. So, uh, yeah, off I went every night. Different one, mm. different story, meeting different people, but still, similarities, mm. all there. All there. Mm. You know, all different ages, sexes, mm. you know. I suppose. When you first think of someone who's like a, an alcoholic or an addict, you think of someone part bent, mm-hmm. needle hanging out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people sitting in their business suits. You know, it's just yeah. it's crazy. You know, yeah. um, but looking back, I thought the same, mm-hmm. and I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I thought the same. Yeah. I've got a job. I've got a house. I've like I'm. I'm I'm like putting food on the table and whatnot, you know, but I, I was no better, no better. Um, yeah, going through uh, the meetings, meeting people, and then I met my sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Big up my sponsor. <laughs> um, yeah, someone said to me uh, early on, like, don't just jump on a sponsor, pick someone that you like the sound of, of what they've got, you know, what, um, not what they can offer you, but like, what you aspire to grow into, sort of thing, you know, um, and yeah, as, uh, as I asked my sponsor, we started going through the work, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I I was fucked, like, I was fucked, I was ready, like, I was ready, I knew I was ready, you know, like, they say that you have to hit your rock bottom, I was at my rock bottom, a hundred million percent, so I either had two ways, 
A or B, mm. you know, live or die. That, I know that sounds generic, but it literally mm. was, you know, I just lost everything. My work, my life weren't worth living. Yeah. And then I've got someone here who's offering me a solution. <clears throat> and I took him up on that <laughs> with both hands. Mm. Um, yeah, started taking me through it. Started uh, reading out the big book again. As I'm reading through it, similarities exactly the same. Mm. Could relate to different different parts in my life where this is the same, and it just opens your mind, mm. like how there is other people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there is other people, yeah. and you know what? There's still people out there suffering, yeah. but I suppose it's. Having the courage, isn't it, mm. to change? Mm. Um, because previously to being at my rock bottom, I didn't want to change. Something wrong with me, mm. you know. It's everyone else pointing <laughs> the finger. Everyone else, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's because of this and this because of that. You yeah. know, well, nothing about my behaviour. <laughs> like running around acting like a degenerate. Mm. Um, but yeah start start actually looking at my behaviours and thinking, fuck, I'm selfish, mm-hmm. you know, I'm self-centred. Um, just like all my character defects, I've got about I've got about a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lot more. Um but it's it's humbling when you start actually looking for well, do you know what? Yeah, I am really. Mm-hmm. You know? Like so narrow minded before. Mm-hmm. But um it's amazing how quickly you start to become well when you get in this program. Mm. Because one, it gives you purpose. Two, gives you a routine. Mm. And three, it keeps you thinking, you know, but about good positive things, mm. you know. Because before all you think about is negative things. Mm. I owe this person this money. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Mm. They're gonna come through my door. Mm. Um, yeah, so as as I'm looking at my character defects and actually figuring out like where I'm going wrong, I'm starting to actually put change into my life for the first time. Mm-hmm. And where I'm looking at my behaviour, I'm conscious, you know, mm-hmm. of doing it before I actually do the behaviour, yeah. if you know what I mean. And at first it's like, oh, oh. But then it just becomes natural, you know. It's um, I think deep down we're all good people, good yeah. human beings, you know. I think we're just led astray, mm. um, whether that be from our upbringings, you know, from from yeah, like childhood experiences. Mm. I personally believe, because yeah, um, it sort of shapes and moulds who you're gonna become, mm. and the traits are there. Um, people say I've got a lot of my dad's traits and I hate it <laughs> and that's my honest truth you know but that stems back from my childhood mm-hmm. but I've learnt to accept these things you know and this is what this book gives you acceptance mm-hmm. acceptance mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the best human being but I know where I'm going wrong mm-hmm. and I'm trying to adapt change mm-hmm. to become a better version of myself yeah. And now I'm actually seeing change in myself 
others around me are seeing that I'm changing, mm-hmm. you know? Because don't get me wrong, there's relationships that I'll never rebuild. Mm-hmm. There's relationships that automatically got rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And there's ones that I'm working on. Nice. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that the biggest, the biggest one is the daily amends I make to myself. Yeah, amen. Because... I've got to forgive myself mm. for all the things that I've put myself through. Mm. You know? It's got to start from here, isn't it? In, yeah. in your soul. Yeah. Because it was robbed once. Mm. You know? I've got to look after that. I've got to nurture that. I've got to care for that. Wow. Um, love, positivity. It's, it's like the power of attraction, isn't it? You mm. know? And... Love's free, man. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's free. To be nice to someone, that's that's free. Mm. You know? So why not be why not be nice to someone? It's 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 simple things that I suppose run away with you, but like it's like getting in the car and you get road rage. Mm. What's the point? Mm. You know? You're angry at that 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 part, but by letting someone go in front of you because you don't know what's going on in their life. You know? They might be having a really bad day, going the wrong way, mm. and you know they're late for work, and someone's just died in their family, yeah. or you know you don't know what's going on in someone's life. You know, no. so I mean it's it, it's good to be mindful of other people, but unfortunately the world's not like that, is it? Mm. But all I can do is what I can do, mm. you know, and that starts with me. Um, I try and try and start my I try and start my day off the right way, <laughs> as it says. Mm. And the by the right way, I'm um, I'm saying I wake up and I write a gratitude list. Mm. About ten things I'm grateful for, mm. because believe it or not, I was never grateful. Mm. No, grateful, <laughs> like wow. And when you actually think of grateful, what are you grateful for? And it can be simplistic things, you know. I'm grateful for my health. Yeah. You know, mm. people out there with chronic health conditions, mm. you know. Yeah, it's true. Isn't it? Very true, and. I think the way the world is today, it's very easy to forget what you're grateful for. Mm. The simple things you've got around you, you know? Mm. Like your family and things mm. that you take for granted. So after I've done my gratitude list, that's when I pray. And there's a big stigma mm. around who you pray for. But it don't fucking matter who you pray for. Uh, who you pray to, sorry. Mm. As long as you believe in something that's greater than yourself, mm. is how it was told to me. It's basically the way I run my life previously. <laughs> me and so. Mm. So, by me handing that responsibility over every morning and asking for him to guide me, you know, to uh, keep my family safe, 
to remove the character defects from me mm. and uh, do for me what I could not do for myself. Mm. Which is uh, powerful. Start me off the day right. Mm. And in, in early recovery, meditation was a big part. Mm. Um, I need to do a lot more. <laughs> I don't work the perfect program. No, I don't think of, anyone does. No, they don't. But it's it's hard because you've got to have that balance mm. um, between family life, recovery, you know, because you you got to have you got to have the correct balance, whether it be what meetings you're going to, connecting with people and stuff, you know, it can't all be about recovery. Mm. You still got to be a normal human being mm. as such. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm learning every day. My day's different every day. Mm. My, the start of my day is always the same, mm. you know. But no day is the same. Mm. So, but in times of need, I've got a program. Mm. I've got an instruction book mm. of how to live my life, deal with situations. Yeah. So look at my behaviour. Mm. How good's that? <laughs> you know what? It's free. It's free. <laughs> free. <laughs> Mate, literally. Absolutely free. Doesn't cost you a penny. Absolute penny. Mm. And there's so many people that are in the same boat, mm. you know, and it's a big community, a big family. Mm. And that's what it truly is. Yeah. You can walk into any meeting mm. and you will be greeted with joy and happiness, mm. you know. You'll get a big massive hug. Mm. And mate, I fucking love a hug. Yeah. I do love a hug, yeah. you know. It's that transferring <laughs> that love, that energy, yeah, yeah, you know. I love giving bigger, bear hugs. Because mm. um, to be honest with you, after a long day or you've gone through some shit, that's what you need. Yeah, of course. Mm. You need that physical... Um, that hug, mm. you know, mm. to know that someone is there yeah. for you, you know, yeah. fucking powerful, yeah. very powerful. Um, unity is important as well, mm. very important. When I first come in, <coughs> I was told to get commitment, do service, mm. And the whole point is to keep you going back, yeah. keep you going back. Because yeah. how easy is it, right? I, I, I sort of look at it like a gym membership. Mm. You get gym membership, get pumped up, you go for the first three weeks, and then it's dark, it's raining outside, <laughs> and you think, nah, I don't fancy yeah. that at all. Mm. Literally. And you sack it off, don't you? Yeah. You know? But by getting a commitment, you feel like you're letting the side down, yeah, you know? Right. And the commitments can be from anything, mm. to a greeter, to a tea maker, mm. you know, to the person who sets up the, the meeting. Mm. And that, that, that was my role. Mm. And I took that role very seriously yeah. because that was part of my, my recovery, mm. you know? Because I was serious about my recovery, mm. you know? Um, and I held that down because I was responsible, mm. you know, setting up the meeting. The amends process, well, that's uh, <laughs> it's character building, <laughs> to say the least. Character building, uh, I like it. Yeah, when, I, when I first come in, uh, someone said, like, when you get to your men's process, like, 
be willing, uh, be ready for someone to tell me to fuck off, mm. you know? Because not everyone's going to want to hear it, mm. you know? How many times have you said, I'm not going to do something again? Yeah. And then fuck me, you're doing it again, mm. you know? Yeah. Literally, how many times have you done that? Oh no, I'm really sorry. Mm. Never, never do that again. But I promise, I promise. You know, a little bit of time goes by, boom, back on it, mm. you know, making the same mistakes. Mm. Um, but what a freeing experience. Mm. Wow. Didn't know, but all these little, <coughs> all these little things that you just keep in your head with these people is just, you know, oh, what do they think of me? And X, Y, and Z, and, you know, and when you actually build the courage up to, to one, actually speak to them, whether that be a text or a phone call, to mm. try and actually get them in a place where you can actually give your amends, you know, to say that you're deeply sorry for the things that you've done. Mm. Um, but yeah, what a freeing experience. Mm. What a freeing experience. Because essentially you're just clearing out all your closet and now mm. everything you've got in there, you've got nothing else to lose. You're at your rock bottom. Mm. You've just fucking lost everything. Mm. And for the first time in life, you're being truthful. Mm. So, yeah, no, it's a freeing experience. I think that um, when people look at the 12 steps mm. of recovery, when you get to 12, you've completed it. That's <laughs> it, you're done, you know? Um, but that's not obviously the case. It's now, when you've been through the work, to help other people, mm. you know, try and spread the word, mm. and not necessarily have to like scream and shout about it, but mm. we can do that in every day, mm. you know, helping people around us, being kind to people, mm. and to be honest, sometimes our behaviours do rub off on other people, mm. you know, um, and you're like a responsible person, mm. you know, you're level-headed, mm. level-headed, <laughs> wow, <laughs> literally, what. That's a new one, level-headed, you know, because my thoughts were fucked mm. before. My thinking was fucking insane, because mm. that's, that's literally what we are, we're insane. Yeah. We're insane. Mm. Without a programme, I'm fucked. Yeah. And that's the be all and end all of it. It's true. You know? And recovery has given me a life, mm. you know? I actually... go to sleep of a night mm. I can put my head on the pillar yeah. wow. and have peace mm. you know I haven't got all, all the shit going on in my head you know mm. and I wake up and I'm clean and sober mm. start again mm. next 24 hours mm. next 24 hours because essentially I think when in when you're early on in in recovery you are counting them days down boy mm. and you know, yeah Literally, them yeah. seven days, you know, if I can oh, I'm two weeks, oh, my mum, fly, yeah. you know, the warrior chip. Mm. But you do, but you need that in them in them days, you know, because you're white-knuckling it and you're holding on for dear life, you know, you'll just get, just get through it, get through it, get through it, and it gets better. Mm. But I think when, when you're further down the line, it, it, like, I never understood just for today, mm. just for today. Mm. It is just for today. Yeah. Don't matter if I'm 
two years, five years, we've all got the same chance, yeah, haven't we? Absolutely, yeah. All got the same chance. Mm. And uh, I, I, I've got to share about it, but the, the, what you hear around the rooms is people that have got some sobriety and then they've gone out the door. Mm. And they come back in. Mm. How was it? Fucking shit, it's terrible. Mm. But more importantly, why, why, what happened? Mm. Got complacent. Yeah, amen. Complacent, yeah. you know? And what I mean by that is they stopped doing the things that actually got them clean and sober. Yeah. Not being funny, oh, it sounds really bad, but if you had cancer and you had to take some medication, mm. you'd take fucking medication, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, of course. It's the same thing. Mm. That's that's the terminology that I've got for it, and mm. that's the thinking around it, yeah. you know? And I have to keep believing that because mm. the moment that I stop believing that, I'll be gone. Mm. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I know. My, yeah, no, I, oh, fuck, fuck. Imagine going back to zero days. Mm. Imagine going back to zero days. Mm. Fuck it all, mate. <laughs> it, it happens. It does, it happen. does happen. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. And the courage um, that it takes to, to get back, back up and mm. come back, fucking hell. Mm. I mean, I, I'm extremely grateful that this is my first time mm. and my only time. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't do it, mate. I can't no. do it, literally. No. They've seen what other people don't do that, that enables us to stay well, you know, and, and to... Yeah, but we need to hear that, don't yeah, we? I know that sounds really selfish, but you need to hear about the relapses. Yeah. You know, you need to hear about how fucking bad it was. Mm. You know, how they've just fucking lost everything mm. on that. Because that was me. I bring I bring this up actually. It's um, just come to my head. One, um, I was going to a few meetings before, um, prior to me got properly coming in, mm. people pleasing basically. Yeah. Um, and this guy, he's I, I explained my story and all that, like what was going on, and uh, he went, mate, don't literally, and he explained all what's happened to him. Mm. Very, very exactly the same and I thought to myself nah it never happened to me yeah. week later boom same uh, thing mm. literally but we can't be told can we no. can't be told no. it's only until it happens to you mm. like how many times have you done something a bit sneaky or whatever with a police or, and got away with it mm. and you're shitting yourself oh I'll never do it never do it again never do it again you fucking do it again mm. no it's the same thing mm. Um, your life don't have to get as bad or get to that place where you're banging trouble you know there's a lot of outlets and places that you can go to get help and advice you know just a friend to talk to mm. um, yeah just pick up the phone literally pick up the phone mm. things haven't got to get that bad I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know they've got a problem. No. Because I didn't. No. Not until you try and stop. Exactly that. Mm. And then when you stop, you can't stay stuck. Mm. Funny that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just so glad my life's not like that anymore. Mm. You know? Just absolute miracle. Mm. And it is. It's a miracle. Mm. Because everything else I've tried before, I couldn't stop. You know? And I was presented with this program and I've done it to the best of my ability. 
I know, fucking hell, I'm stuck. <laughs> Funny that. It works. Man. Literally, it does work. It mm. does work. And I'll be forever grateful. I've got my family back. Mm. You know? Mm. That took for granted. Yeah. And I'll never take them for granted again, you know? No. Let me ask you some questions about recovery. Um, do you mind me asking how um, long you've been clean and sober now? Uh, just over 18 months. Just going around. Fucking 18 months. And the thing about this stuff is that we know that it works because our friends are celebrating milestones as well along the way. Do you know what I mean? There's absolutely yeah. no doubt that this stuff works. 100%. Um, I really enjoyed what you said about going to your first ever meeting and that fear. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is perhaps thinking of going to a meeting, they turn up, there's all these smiling faces and they've got that, <laughs> that run rabbit run mentality, you know? What would you say to them people? Because you've beat the fear and you walked in there, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. Well, I, th- I think you've already beat the fear by turning up, yeah. haven't you? Mm. You know? Mm. So you you can tick that straight off. Yeah, it's interesting. You know? It mm. is. And I do believe that. Mm. And what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you go in, you, 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 you don't like what you hear, and then you go. Go, we get on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've got nothing to lose, really, have you? No. The drug dealer normally takes longer, so <laughs> it? your five minutes, yeah. he's about fucking two hours. Yeah, cough, still waiting for him though. <laughs> I'm still waiting now. What, uh, uh, how about, is it, was there any particular step that jumped out for you during the process that, that you went through? Step one. Fucking step one, mate. Fucking powerless. powerless. Yeah. Mm. Realising you're powerless. Because mm. before, no. Mm. I just like drugs. Yeah. Uh, or, that, or that one day I'll manage to control yeah, this. And, yeah, yeah, and use like a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just get a cheeky half. <laughs> that fucking delusion that I chased to the gates of oh, insanity. Oh, don't. Yeah. It's like, but it, it hasn't even got to be to that extent. It's like, you know, like a chocolate bar. Mm. You know, the addictions can catch you in other ways. Oh, massive, Literally, yeah. I have one square of chocolate. Boom, <laughs> you've done the bar. I've never eaten one square of chocolate in my life. I buy the bar to eat the yeah, bar. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You, yeah. I, know, I know what I am today. But that's interesting as well, the fact that I'm not addicted to drinking drugs that so I can get addicted to anything, you know, yeah. my, my behaviours. Because you spoke a lot about balance as well, like keeping things in check. And that's pretty much what my life is now, you know, just making sure I don't overdo all the things that I'm capable of overdoing it with, mm. you know, it could be anything. Like, fucking, if I'm having a coffee in the morning, I'm drinking coffee all day, you know, I know yeah. that about myself today. Yeah. Um, step one, yeah, powerlessness. Unmanageable, my life, my life had become unmanageable. <laughs> I didn't realise that, that that was referring to my emotions. Do you know what I mean? Because <clears throat> I'm leaving like fucking car crashes in my wake and destroying yeah. people mm. and my life's unmanageable but I don't realise that it's that racing, uncontrollable head that I can't stop and faults, you know? Yeah, It's yeah. a powerful step, in it, to accept all of that stuff no. and to realise that I need help here. Literally. I need some help here. And I think a lot of people looking <clears throat> at that step, when they actually think about it, they probably think, yeah, I am. Mm. But I'm scared. Mm. There's nothing to be scared about. No. Literally, there's nothing. No. There is life after drugs. Yeah. And drink. There is. Mm. You know, you can still go to parties. <laughs> you know, and th- th- these are the things that you think, oh, I'm never going to be able to go to a party again. Absolutely. I'm never going to be able to go into a pub. I'm yeah. never going to be able to do this. Yeah. But you can. Yeah. <laughs> literally, because you actually know what you suffer with. Exactly. 
You know, the temptation has been removed, doesn't it? It exactly. ceases to be a problem, you know. Exactly. But that was huge for me because mm. that kept me using for years. Yeah. I used to think, how am I going to not get on it on my, on my wedding day? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're ending in a relationship, no. you know what I mean? But, but that's how resigned I was to the idea that I would always be doing that for the rest of my life because I couldn't see another way of, no. of living without it. And then you come into recovery and you get well and you start doing all these things and... Mm. You fucking enjoy them even more, you know. That's the biggest irony, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think I think um, do you know like drugs has become more acceptable mm. within society. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you look around. A lot of people are getting sober now. Mm. A lot of people yeah. are, and it's fucking good to yeah, see, man. You know, and it's inspirational. Mm. You know, our people are turning their lives around. Mm. You know, been in the gutter and fucking what they can accomplish yeah you spoke about unity and fellowship um i used to like when i was struggling with the meetings and i couldn't get any acceptance i'd come in and i'd wait till the meeting was just about to start and i'd get there i'd quickly fuck off before anyone anyone could talk to me (laughs) how important i know how important unity and fellowship is for you but yeah talk to me a little bit about that yeah as as i said uh earlier I, i set the chairs up Mm. Uh, set the room up, put scrolls up and whatnot, and um, I've always been one for timekeeping, mm. so I was always there about half hour early for the fucking doors even yeah, open. Yeah. So I was always in there, you know, greeting people, um, and I think that's how you make them connections, mm. you know, because you're exchanging numbers and you get to know people, mm. you know, and um, they start reaching out to you. How weird's that? Yeah. <laughs> How weird is it that someone says, "Can I have your number?" Yeah, I know. you're like, "What?" Especially what when it's a geezer. Yeah, what's this geezer one? Yeah, but then you get the, the message the next day, "How are you?" And you're like, "With a kiss." Yeah, but you're like, "But, but no one's ever asked me how I am, like, no, or, no. or cared yeah. about my answer." Yeah, you know. But to have people, like you said, you walk in the meeting and you and you relate and you think, "Fuck me, I'm not alone." Like, yeah. I thought I was alone. I thought I was. I thought I was just some. Schizophrenic, you mm. know. Um, but yeah, every day we we all support each other, don't we? We like yeah. that's you know we can recover, not exactly. I can stronger recover. in numbers, stronger yeah. in numbers. Yeah, you always sort of talk about that. Yeah, we are, we mm. are, and that, I, I've said it a few times. But our mouth is our biggest biggest tool yeah. that we can use. Mm. Literally, you know, and it's when you're feeling shit, that's when you need to pick the phone up, you know? Yeah. And in time, t- like, there, there's a few things going on in in a few fellows' lives at the minute, and they've just lent into the program, yeah. you know? Yeah. They could have quite easily gone out the door. Yeah. Easily. Hmm. But where would that have gone? Hmm. Nowhere. No. I love what you said about um, our coming into the meetings and, and getting a commitment gave you a sense of responsibility. Mm. That's powerful, isn't it? Because we couldn't be trusted to do anything before, <laughs> could we? Like, early in my recovery, my my, my main <clears throat> objective was to make sure that I made my bed in the morning. Because I was so, I had no discipline, I couldn't yeah. do anything, do you know yeah. what I mean? So it was a little thing like, a little, tiny little thing to set me off. But those mm. sort of, this program's so perfect, how it gives you that little bit of responsibility. It yeah. makes you feel useful, doesn't it? Yeah, it gives you yeah, that purpose. It's so clever, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. how learning to be of service to others is good mm. for our own self-esteem yeah. as well of course and i think as well when you're reaching out and asking others how they are you're taking yourself out of self yeah. so whatever's going on in your life yeah. for that bit seconds you're taking yourself out and 
seeing how someone else is yeah. and to be honest someone could be really struggling and then they get your text or, or yeah. phone call you know and it brightens their day you've done that for me a few times where you've <clears throat> we've spoken on the phone and, and, I, and you know i can talk about things that i wouldn't have even known that then things were going on for me in the past do you know what mm. i mean but we can like you say we can be honest today can't we about how we feel mm-hmm. and i'm not going to bed with that shit in my head i'm not waking yeah. up the next day with that yeah. shit going on i'm not accumulating more shit that i'm not yeah. dealing with and suddenly my head's fucking full of crap that I can't yeah. deal with and I think fuck it I'm pushing the, the fuck it button fuck it ain't, yeah. ain't like that is it like we bookend our day mm. almost don't we like yeah. start it off like you said keep it keep it in the day mm. I'm learning that still now it's powerful I don't have to worry about what might be happening in fucking January <laughs> I might get hit by a bus before then yeah. you know what I mean very but true the very reality true. is hopefully not no hopefully <laughs> not <laughs> although if I am required to go home I, I feel no. ready <laughs> but no it's it's a lovely life that we've got today isn't it a beautiful life that we've got today yeah mm. yeah how about um, other service you've been really proactive in starting up another meeting in an area where there wasn't one yeah yeah i mean me and uh, another fellow got together um and after after having a sponsee and um holding my commitment down Mm. uh i I was at the end of my commitment Mm. uh i'd held it down for a year and i just got chatting and oh how good would it be to open another meeting Mm. like you know um, in an area where there isn't a meeting mm. and people can't get to because mm. not everyone drives no, you know no. some people have to get public transport mm. and some meetings are not near anywhere like mm. that so yeah that that um, we put uh, efforts into getting that up and going mm. and um, yeah very rewarding mm. knowing that we've put something out there and people can come mm. Beautiful man. Share, I'll be honest. It's only going to grow and grow and grow as well. Um, What would. uh, It's a difficult question. What would be the biggest gift that recovery has given to you? Hard question to answer, isn't it? Peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Peace of mind, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, without peace. But do you know what? It's not just my peace of mind. No. It's my wife's yeah. peace of mind, my mum's mm. peace of mind, you know. There's yeah. so many different people involved, yeah. you know, because the they say it's a family illness, you yeah. know, because even though you're you're the one who suffers from yeah. it, everyone else yeah. is the add-on, you yeah. know, it's the aftermath of it. Yeah. Um, I loved what you said about going to bed, putting your head on the pillow, just going to sleep. Oh, yeah, Do you know what I mean? As simple as that. Something as simple as that. Being well, able to peacefully... Yeah, but... You know, none of that chaos and carnage and... Fucking hell, man. When I think back now... <laughs> I wouldn't give... You know, you couldn't give me anything to go back to that. There's no... You can't oh, put a price on your peace of mind, can you? Put your head down and knowing, I ain't lied, I ain't the only one. There's nothing I'm going to be found out about. Yeah. You know that? That's beautiful stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And it's... Mate, yeah, just just actually just reliving all that, what you're saying, you know, mm. even, even like your phone on the side, yeah. like, oh, like, like, there's no one's going to text me, yeah. or, you know. Yeah, fear. That fear, like, oh, you owe me money, mm. like, it's, oh, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're living with someone and you're hiding yeah. it, you know. 
That's just a horrible place to be, isn't it? It is, like You're trying to burden this. Because you're trying to protect people from the truth, isn't you? Like, yeah. you don't do it... Well, I suppose it's multifaceted, but essentially, you, you, you're trying to protect these people because you think one day I'm going to be able to solve it, one day yeah. I'm going to be able to... And they don't need... Yeah, yeah, They don't need to... Yeah, 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 they yeah, don't want to trouble them. Yeah, it's sort of... It's nonsense, obviously, and it sounds like nonsense when you say it now, but... You know, we're always trying to do the right thing. The mm. road to hell is paved with good intentions, that mm. sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the blessings. Like, as well as what you said, the family afterward, mm. you know, to see my mum laughing and joking and yeah. and enjoying her life now, it wasn't like that. Not having to worry about Not having you. to worry. She's on holiday <laughs> now. Like, the last time, well, she's had a couple of holidays now um, where I've been a good boy, but I remember once I dropped her to the airport. I came back, it was a sunny day, I thought I'd just get a cheeky off, yeah. and I sat at the kitchen table for a week, I was chained to it for a yeah. week, and then when it was time to go and get her, I went to the wrong fucking airport <laughs> to pick her up, do you know, like, just complete disaster zone, like, right. but no one sits there with the intention to go, I'm going to sit at this kitchen table for a week, using, that's never the idea, do you know what I mean, like, no one chooses to be an addict, do they, statistically, no. statistically, people will find out that they are, mm. um, but yeah, what a what a beautiful gift that we've got in our lives today. To be able to be accountable and, and like you yeah. said it's a miracle, isn't it? Yeah. And I think a lot of people like through through experience, people come in, they do steps um one to three mm. and then get on to step four and they go out the door. Yeah. Mm. And it's that fear behind it, you mm. know. But no one is judging you here. No <laughs> one. Like, like we've said, it's so freeing, yeah. you know. I yeah. feel like I could pick the phone up to you and I could tell you anything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, and mm. I know, you wouldn't judge me or anything. Well, that's how we're bonded, isn't it, as, mm. as uh, fellows, is that we, we are honest with each other mm. about these things that have troubled us since we was kids. Mm. And then once you share that with someone, there's a bond that's cemented then, isn't there? And there's a trust there that we know each other's darkest secrets. And exactly moving forward there ain't nothing that we can't talk about you know it's not 100% and it, it, it it's like like you say it's great to have someone like that you can just pick the phone up and like you know it's just like you ain't got oh, the whole backstory mm. this that you already yeah. know yeah. you know what I mean mm. it's yeah it's powerful man and I think like like what you've said before like God lives through people mm. don't they you know and brings people together mm. um it's powerful, man. It's powerful. This, that, I personally think that they should be teaching this stuff at school, mate. Oh, some of the stuff. Amen. And you're not the first person that said that. Literally. And, and I believe that too. There's so many. Because I think by the time you reach 18, you've, you've experienced trauma in one way, shape, or form. And that can be a really minimal thing to someone else. But mm. even watching a friend get slapped or attacked yeah, or that sort of thing caused loads of fear in me as a youngster. And. Mm -hmm. So I've had the opportunity to go somewhere and, mm. and for someone to say, is there anything you, you need to talk about today? Or is there yeah, anything you want to yeah. share? Or is there any resentments? Or yeah. have you been dishonest today? Yeah, and I didn't have any, any no. like a lot of us don't have a chance, do we really? No, but you, you like being in meetings and hearing that someone had a resentment in reception because someone stole his temper <laughs> off of them, you know what I mean? And he's this man, he's a fully grown man. Yeah. And he's, he's like 56 years mm. old and he's held this resentment yeah. for yeah. years, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unknowingly though, isn't it? It's yeah. unknowingly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not sat there like 
thinking, oh, that cunt, you know? Yeah. yeah but it's just that else that lives in that space in your head. Yeah. You spoke about it like a closet, cleaning out the closet. Yeah. Someone else I heard in a meeting shared about that the other day, they, and it was the same principle, like clearing out the stock in trade, you know, mm. all, of the, all of the stuff in your, if it was a greengrocer's, getting rid of all them bad apples and yeah. the things that are contaminating yeah. the other fruit mm. and the way you said it was just taking everything out of the closet, giving it a nice clean, chucking out the bits that you don't need no more, painting up the closet mm. and putting new bits in, you know, and, and what a perfect analogy for, for what we do and how we clean our mind. Exactly. Really? Yeah. So yeah. We're doing it. We cleanse our mind. Definitely, mate. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And that's that. That takes. Um, Courage. <laughs> What's it take? Uh, not repetition. It's. Um, consistency. It's consistency. Mm. You. Well, you said it earlier. Complacency. Yeah. Like that's saying. Like because it doesn't matter, like you said again, it doesn't matter how long I've been clean for. I spoke to someone mm. in a meeting yesterday who's six months, so he's been around as long as I have. Um, it doesn't matter like how long I am. The, the, the devil don't fucking give me any more grace for that. Come and snatch me like it would snatch anyone else, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's why I've got to make sure that my day's good. Mm. Whatever, whatever I did yesterday ain't going to keep me clean and sober today. No. You know, I find it frightening when people start dropping things out of their program. Yeah, and also I think as well it's sort of when when you've got that close sort of friendships that you're building with people, mm. if you notice that they're slacking off a little bit mm. or whatnot, you know, you can not call them out, but you can, oh, you, everything all right, yeah. mate, like, you know, you can sort of keep an eye on them, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That, that accountability, isn't it? Because yeah. I wasn't accountable to anyone. No one knew what I was doing because I didn't have anyone around me. No, it? of course. No. So there was no one that, if I didn't send my gratitude for a couple of days, people weren't going to be worried about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's not the case, though. <laughs> you know? On our grats club, if you don't do it for one day, it's like, you're right. <laughs> that's how it should be, though, isn't it? You know, that's but mate, it'd fucking break my heart to see someone like yourself go out yeah, the door. Yeah, could you imagine? We wouldn't bear thinking about now. No. After all the time we've spent together and exactly. all the things that we've learned together, you know? Yeah. Beautiful, man. Just lastly, like, what would you say to anyone who is toying with the idea of, of, of going to a meeting? They're not quite there yet, but they, they've realised that they're taking drugs and they can't fucking stop. What, what would your advice to them be? Reach out, man. Mm. Reach out as... There's loads of ways to reach out, you know, no one's got to know about it if it's you're worried about telling a partner or mm. um, a relative or a friend. Mm. Um, go on a website, there's, there's, there's the helpline. Yeah, yeah, the helpline. Yeah. There, there's so many means, you know, mm. and if you do like build the courage to actually go and attend a meeting, you, you haven't got to say anything. You can literally just listen mm. that's yeah. powerful as well isn't it yeah and also you can go go on the internet and there's probably recorded mm. um shares and stuff shares and stuff well the zoom meetings as well yeah zoom know? meetings that's massive now mm. yeah if yeah. you can't a lot of people i know who work late and that they can't get to the meetings mm. um or they work away a lot mm. the worst well, it's, it's, it's they can still do their recovery. Mm. Um, to be honest, there's no excuse. The only excuse is the one that you're giving yourself, I mm. think. Um, 
Det vi slår af for ofte. Mm. Og lidt så meget til. What a perfect way to end it, I think. Would you do us a favor and lead us out in the usual way? With a serenity prayer. Yeah, I'd be privileged to do that. Thank you, brother. Thank you for joining me. It's been powerful. God. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Episode 7 done. See you on the other side. God bless. We may refer to the source by different names. God, a higher power, the Holy Spirit, or perhaps the cosmos. This source is the entire universe, the unified faith. Everything that is beyond the perception of the five senses. Just received an update. Just received an update. And further details of this.